Welcome to another episode of Frontline Health by CenturionLabs.com. Today, we're discussing a spice that's well-known and considered one of the most expensive in the world, saffron. No, you're not on the wrong podcast channel. We're not changing our directions and pursuing a cooking podcast. This is still a health podcast. So don't turn this off because I think you'll be extremely interested in how saffron may be able to benefit your health. But before we talk about saffron, remember to subscribe to the Frontline Health Podcast in order to get all the most recent episodes. So let's get cooking with saffron. Saffron is a spice derived from the flower of Crocus sativus, commonly known as the saffron crocus. It's actually the bright crimson stigma in styles, you know, that center part of the flower called threads that are collected and dried for use, mainly as a seasoning and coloring agent in food. There is a little confusion on where saffron actually originated, but there are three countries that make this claim. Iran, Greece, or Mesopotamia, with Iran having the most support as being the originator. From these areas, the saffron crocus was slowly propagated throughout much of Eurasia and was later brought to parts of North Africa, North America, and the South Pacific. The earliest references to saffron were in around 2300 BC, a painting dated to around 1700 BC, and then documentation in a 7th century BC Assyrian botanical treatise, and it's been traded and used for thousands of years. The documentation over a 4,000-year period shows saffron was used to treat over 90 different illnesses. And as we mentioned earlier, saffron is the costliest spice in the world, at about $5,000 per kilogram. It's long been the world's costliest spice, which may explain why saffron rice is so stinking expensive. But there are several reasons for the high cost, one of which is because the flower only blooms once a year, with about a three to four week period to make the harvest which is extremely labor-intensive. It requires about 200,000 hand-picked saffron stigmas per pound, which is about 70,000 flowers per pound, and it takes about 20 hours of labor to pick them. And some of the cost is also due to the fact that it's currently grown and harvested in a relatively small area. Almost all of the saffron we get grows in a regional span from Spain in the west to India in the east, with Iran being responsible for around 88% of global production. Now that we've taken a little history lesson on saffron, let's get into the meat of the medical research surrounding this pricey spice. Saffron has some really amazing studies and results surrounding the use of it in a large variety of conditions. Our goal here is to just give you some of the evidence and conditions that saffron has a positive effect on in studies. The following conditions were positively affected by saffron in animal studies and may have some crossover in humans, but definitely needs more study. They showed it to be an effective antimicrobial, anti-diabetic, anti-anxiety, and antiseptic, as well as having positive effects in coronary artery disease, ocular blood flow, and retinal function. In addition, saffron has shown that it has antitussive properties. That's right. When you get that cold and have a cough, 
you may want to break out a little saffron for your meal because a 2006 study in guinea pigs showed saffron had some cough suppressant properties and may work well in humans. It also acted as an aphrodisiac. Well, a study in male rats in 2008 showed it had aphrodisiac effects. It also showed pain-relieving and anti-inflammatory properties. Studies on mice completed in 2002 and 2022 showed that saffron provided pain relief and a reduction of inflammation. And the final studies we want to go over that have just animal studies to them are anti-seizure and anti-convulsant properties. In a 2005 study, saffron helped reduce seizure duration, delayed seizures altogether, and protected mice from death. The study was also supported by others in 2002, 2008, 2014, and 2017. But here's where things get really interesting in regards to saffron. The following conditions have both animal and human studies that have shown benefit in taking saffron. The first condition is hypertension or high blood pressure. In 2021, there was a systematic review of randomized controlled trials regarding the effect of saffron on blood pressure in adults. There were eight studies that were reviewed that showed a significant decrease in systolic and diastolic blood pressures, and it had these results on adults without having any hypotensive effects. Saffron may be a great option for those of you who are looking to get off your blood pressure meds. It really is an amazing outcome from a supplement with no apparent downsides. But as always, get your diet right, exercise, and work with your health practitioner to come up with a plan to see if you can get off your current blood pressure medications. Here's another shocking result from saffron. As a cancer prevention agent, Saffron had positive effects on cancer cells in both animals and human studies. Human studies in 2013, 16, and 19 showed saffron slowed and or stopped cancer growth and killed cancer cells. Again, we're not saying you should stop any medications you're currently taking and take only saffron, but instead educate yourself. Know that there are other options and discuss these options with your practitioner. Our next condition saffron has shown promise with is ADHD. Most of us are aware of the side effects associated with the prescriptions of choice for ADHD, and it's why so many parents are reluctant to put their kids on ADHD meds and look for alternatives. Well, saffron is one alternative that you may that may just be what you're looking for because it's been shown in studies to perform as well as the leading ADHD medication, methylphenidate, which is the brand named Ritalin. It is also good to remember that methylphenidate not only has some adverse effects like insomnia, decreased appetite, and nausea that cause many to discontinue its use, but it also doesn't work in roughly 30% of the patients who take it for ADHD. One study, published in the Journal of Child and Adolescent Psychopharmacology, was randomized, double-blinded, and completed in 2019. It followed patients for six weeks, with one group taking methylphenidate and the other saffron. At the end of the six weeks, it showed saffron to be as effective as methylphenidate in treating those ADHD patients. 
In addition, saffron was shown to be a safe and effective alternative for patients seeking natural alternatives or who may be looking for an alternative treatment because of the unwanted side effects or lack of efficacy with the methylphenidate products. Another randomized double-blinded study published in 2022 in the Advances in Integrative Medicine journal showed that Ritalin, which is the branded methylphenidate product, was combined with saffron in one group, and the other group took Ritalin alone. Those in the saffron group had a greater improvement in their ADHD symptoms without exhibiting any increased side effects. They concluded in this study that saffron can improve ADHD symptoms in those people who are already taking Ritalin. So if you're looking for an alternative to what you're currently taking, or you're caught up in the current shortages of ADHD meds, saffron may be a great place to start some research and talk with your practitioner about whether it would be a great fit for you. Now, how about saffron as an antidepressant? Well, you may be surprised, or by this time in the podcast, you might not be, but saffron may be a great first-line therapy or alternative therapy for those who are suffering from depression. Saffron has been used in Persian traditional medicine for depression, so there is some historical precedent for using it in depression, but recent studies have come alongside this historical precedent and offered support for its use in depression. In a quick review of the studies supporting its use, the antidepressant effects of saffron were compared with placebo in two studies. The first was completed in 2005, where it produced a significantly better outcome than placebo on the Hamilton Depression Rating Scale, while the other study, completed in 2006, also concluded that saffron was effective in the treatment of mild to moderate depression. Saffron was also compared with fluoxetine, better known as Prozac, in two studies, where both the 2005 and 2006 studies showed saffron to be just as effective as Prozac, and it showed similar results with imepramine, another antidepressant known as tofranil, in a 2004 study. Finally, there is some positive evidence for the use of saffron in Alzheimer's disease. Human studies have suggested that saffron may have therapeutic effects in Alzheimer's disease with a relatively favorable safety profile. One systematic review of randomized controlled trials found evidence in two studies that oral intake of saffron by patients with Alzheimer's disease had similar efficacy on cognitive function and functional status with common Alzheimer's drugs such as donepazil and memantine. Furthermore, saffron was shown in studies to be superior to placebo and just as safe. So it seems some of the effects of saffron can be attributed to the fact that it shares similar mechanisms of actions with these Alzheimer's drugs. So, now that we've gotten you thinking a little about saffron and some of its potential uses, take some time to do your own research, talk to your practitioners, and see if saffron may be of benefit to you. With that, we'll call it a wrap for today's episode of Frontline Health by CenturionLabs.com. Thanks for joining us for this episode. If you'd like to learn more about other health-related topics, you can go to centurionlabs.com or subscribe to the Frontline Health Podcast. Thanks for tuning in, and remember, go out today and take ownership of your health. 
because no one cares more about your health than you. Until next time, take care and stay healthy.